Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. The fantasy really did become a reality on our TV screens this week. That's right. Ben finally got some alone time, we all know what that means, with the three lucky finalists. But he also manages to say I love you back to the exact wrong number of them. How does this happen, Ben? I mean, come on. There are rules. Validation. Plus, the most FLDS-style rose ceremony ever. We'll also be speaking with a very special guest, Emily Maynard Johnson, Bachelor Nation's very own Southern sweetheart. Emily, formerly of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, is coming out with a new book, I Said Yes, about her pre-, during-, and post-Bachelor years. And we can't wait to hear from her. Plus, she's pregnant. But first, let's get carried away to the most free place on Earth, the Sandals Royal Plantation Resort in Jamaica, formerly a colony of Spain. And Britain. Nothing like a little plantation imagery to really conjure up freedom. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty free for Ben and his extremely fair-skinned ladies. So there they are in Jamaica. The perfect place to fall in love. Spoiler alert. At Sandals. Is there any part of Jamaica that isn't a Sandals resort? No, I think the entire entire country is just It's just like... It's the and sand- roads, roads between <laughs> sandals. And the places where actual Jamaican people live when they're not at the Sandals Resort <laughs> representing authentic Jamaican life. So um, Ben and the ladies are there for their fantasy suite dates, and it starts with Kayla. And Kayla is a little bit off on her date this week. She seems to be a little bit anxious. Anxiety was a real nice buzzword this week. Uh, And her date, honestly, from moment one, I was like, this is kind of going to be a little bit of a snooze fest and she's going to go home. Yeah, it was like edited so brilliantly. So she has the date where she's with Ben on a raft and they're being ferried down the river on this log raft by a Jamaican gentleman. And there are a lot of low angle shots and really ominous music. And I was like, I feel like they just watched a horror movie in which a band of explorers are set upon by a guerrilla fighting troop from the woods. And they were like, this is exactly what we want Kayla's day to feel like. It was so fright. I was like, something Except bad is going to happen. the terrifying thing was the awkward silences. Yeah. But like, it but made when me you're feel- looking for love. That could be scarier. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Um, So, but the weird thing is that Ben, you would think, would be so into this because he's always talking about how he wants to see more of Kayla aside from 
her being fun and smileys, like, oh, I'm worried that she can't open up because she's always just laughing and she's so bubbly. I think he's mentioned that once or twice. <laughs> and I want to see another side to her. And then she shows another side that's very nervous. And he's not into it. He is not about that. Yeah. He's like... He's giving some mixed messages. Like, Kayla, you know, share your worries, but don't be worried, but don't be anxious, but... Don't smile too much, but definitely <laughs> smile right now. Yeah. He's like, why do you smile all the time? And also, why aren't you smiling right now? I'm concerned about that. Also, like, he says while they're starting the date that Kayla is definitely his deepest relationship. Which is just a lie. Definitely a lie. <laughs> I was like, you're, you th- you're saying this is your deepest relationship and your most frequent complaint about her is that you don't know if there's anything below the surface. I really don't know if you know what depth in a relationship is. Well, eventually, Kayla fills the awkward silences by telling Ben she's in love with him. Ben seems to feel relieved and then seems to immediately realize he does not return the sentiments. Yeah, he does that sort of classic move that one does when one doesn't want to reciprocate, which is that he lunges at her face. <laughs> you just make out with the person. She's like, I, I love I'm... you. Lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love you. I want to make out with your face right now. Great. This is so wonderful. And I felt bad for Kayla because she, you know, is playing by the, the Bachelor rules. And it's so frustrating usually when you watch The Bachelor and they say, I love you. And then they're like, I wish that he would say it back. Why won't he say it back? And you're like, dude, it's the rules. And she knows the rules. She's like, he can't say it back. But I could tell that he felt something. And I was like, no, this is the one who's breaking all the rules. He's saying it to everyone else. <laughs> I know. I I did feel bad for Kayla. I wouldn't have wanted to be her watching back that episode. I know. Because they just did the thing where they play up all of her giddy emotions the whole time, even though we know pretty early on that she's probably going to be the one going home. Yeah, and it must be so weird to see a date edited so skillfully like maybe you thought that the date was really romantic and it was edited with the quiet music. music or like um i was reading in emily's book that about all the dates with brad that sometimes were very awkward and quiet but then they edit in the romantic music and they cut out all the awkward pauses and suddenly it's like the greatest romance ever. of our time <laughs> exactly it must be really weird to see your own memories being manipulated like that poor kayla although she does she is the most perfect bachelor contestant she speaks in fully formed platitudes <laughs> she talked She talked about love at one point and said, it's just going to keep blooming after that final rose. Like, you can't make that up. I feel like she just was birthed just thinking that way. But at the same, but also, like, I think that she just sits around and she thinks of these things. And well, what she's else like, do you have to do? I she's guess. like the Mr. Collins of The Bachelor. <laughs> she's like, I will sit in my room and I will think of such finely formed compliments as might suit the Bachelor producers. <laughs> Oh, that's the greatest comparison ever. <laughs> but like a much prettier one. You're Her much hair more is magical. Kayla, if you are listening, share your secrets. When she woke up the next morning after oh they my had God, slept together. Oh my God, that was together, so funny. Her hair was perfect. Even Ben was shocked. Okay, there's no way that she just woke up though. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure she looks great when she wakes up. He's like... Oh my gosh, you're so cute. Do you look this beautiful every morning? And She's she like, yeah. she didn't say <laughs> yes. <laughs> she said, Haha, "Oh, thank you." And I was like, she is thinking at that moment of how like an hour ago while Ben was still asleep, she got up like Kristen Wiig in bridesmaid style and crept <laughs> to the bathroom and like put some hair product in. Yeah, cool water on her face and like eyeliner. <laughs> well, whatever she's doing, it's working cuz her hair yeah. is con- Britain levels I know. of Angel. So we move on to the Lauren B date. Immediately a different vibe. Immediately they are giddy to see each other. They're so cute. They love each other. Let's just, why are we even watching? I feel like I'm just watching like little interludes of a romantic comedy in between this whole like weird dating show. It's like, oh, this is the beautiful love story scene from this week. Yeah, they are so, so into each other. Ben goes on and on about how Lauren has all the qualities he wants in a future wife. She's joyful. She's authentic. His feelings are constantly growing for her. And then, to make everything even cuter, they go save baby turtles. Yes. Okay, I have a confession about the baby turtles. 
I saw your tweet. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> You're a monster. I knew what they were doing. So, uh, but at the same, but like, mine, like, you see the pit full of squirming, sand colored, little beetle looking things. And I was like, oh, my God, it's an infestation. <laughs> stomp them. Stomp them now. And then I was like, oh, my God, what am I saying? These are very endangered They were baby actually turtles. very cute. Once they were, like, sort of on the land. Washed. Like, they were washed. <laughs> and they were hobbling towards the sea. It was pretty endearing. And I was impressed that Lauren and Ben managed to call them cute. While they were writhing around like little baby cockroaches, they <laughs> that's they were the, very... the blinding of love. Right <laughs> exactly, there. Ben called the date full of cuteness. Yeah, it was a, it was genuinely adorable. The whole thing. Ben admitted that he had cried to Lauren's sister. Oh yeah, he told Lauren that she was too good for him. I actually loved that. I was. It gave me just such an amount of pleasure to see a bachelor. Admit that a woman might be too good for him. I don't. Maybe it's just. <laughs> I found it oddly satisfying because we never see that. Yeah. And once again, Ben is the most millennial in touch with his feelings bachelor we have ever seen. Yeah, and we saw Ben and sort of peak. I don't know how to express myself for him. He's like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. You're just awesome. I cried. It was nuts. And I was like, oh, Ben, like human emotions. I can't figure out whether he's super in touch with emotions or doesn't understand them at all. Or has scripted his entire life. Yeah, it's very strange. It might be a mix of the two. I feel (laughs) as though this was a genuine interaction. And the stuff with Kayla is him thinking through How can I validate her? Yeah, definitely. How can I make her feel good about this and me? (laughs) Like, he's not really thinking about how to make Lauren feel good because he just naturally is expressing how awesome he thinks she is. And that naturally validates her. And that's what we all want in a relationship is just natural validation. Because Ben is legitimately the man of Lauren's dreams. Legitimately. Legitimately. What about, like, what would it be like to be the illegitimate man of someone's dreams? Would it just mean that his parents weren't married or would it this mean... This is the thing we need to explore a little I more. I know. I want to really delve into that. We also need to talk about a very important moment when Ben and Lauren appear to be praying to a bucket of turtles. Did you catch this? Yes. I was also honestly surprised that there was so little mention of Ben's faith because they usually have the Jesus talk, but they just say faith a lot, it was not mentioned. Well, maybe it's because it's not Jesus. Maybe he believes in a turtle god. (laughs) That would explain a lot of what happened this episode. (laughs) Oh, that would be great. They were literally praying. They were like, thank you so much for allowing us to be here with you. Amen. (laughs) I was like, okay, guys. Those are basically insects. They exchange I love yous, which is unheard of in the Bachelor world. I knew it was coming, but I still felt just like... We've we've seen this promoed for weeks, so it wasn't actually a surprise, but... It was emotionally surprising to me. I felt so warm. I felt just bathed. In, he like said I took he's a big been gulp in of love with chocolate. her for a while. Yeah, see, that's the thing is it felt very authentic. Like she said, you know, I've been wanting to say that I love you for a while now. And he was like, me too. Like I also have wanted to say that for a while. And it felt true. And then she did a little <laughs> laugh cry and they just kept saying, I love you. I love you too. It just, it looked so much like the first part of a real relationship. You just like can't stop. Even our cold hearts were melted by this moment. It was just so. But then it's like, it's not over yet. How can this not be over yet? Because drama and process and journey, Claire. Journey, journey. Apparently, the the Bachelor producers hate the word process. I learned so many things from Emily's book. So Lauren gets much more of a let's pretend that we're actually together morning in bed the next day he like brings her breakfast in bed calls her honey honey (laughs) honey is like the official like we're a couple now word you can't just like call someone honey and then she says ben is her person 
And then we move on to the next woman that he's presumably going to bone. I think that we see at the beginning of the date what happens with the two women getting I love you, which is that he starts out by saying, crap, so I said I love you to Lauren. If I don't also, like, love JoJo by the end of the date, then I have to say goodbye to her, even though it would be really hard because it just wouldn't be fair. And I feel like that sets him up with a dichotomy that is, like, Either I say I love you to JoJo or, or I send leaves. her home. Yeah. And, of course, she's his second favorite, so he's not going to just want to send her home. So instead, he's, like, really primed himself to say I love you to her. He's really primed himself for sister wives. Oh, God. I think he would be so happy. Do, I, has he never heard of that? He's been like, I wish that there was a guidebook for being in love with two You're women. Like, it is. It's called polygamy. Yeah. So Ben and JoJo, their date appears to just be, like, hanging out. At a waterfall. It looks kind of fun. Yeah. The waterfall is beautiful. It's very nice. They, they get wet. A, they, they, they get very wet. They get very wet together. <laughs> Ooh la la. They have a <laughs> lot of time um, in their bathing suits, which I think the producers were excited about. We get to see another shot of Ben's very large side tattoo. Yeah, they really zoomed in on that. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you should play that up. That's... But I mean, it also a... has a mistake in it. So there's really no aspect of that tattoo that is a selling point for Ben. But we get to see them sort of wetly making out and wetly swimming around. And then Jojo very wetly tells Ben that she loves him. But she's very nervous. She's crying. She she tells us that her love language is words of affirmation. (laughs) Have you ever read the Love Languages book? I have not, but I've read about the love languages. It's a... Uh... One time my friend sent me a quiz <laughs> where you had to, like, take a quiz, and then this was a guy friend sent this to me. <laughs> like, figure out what your love languages are. Wow. He's very progressive. Yeah. Um, he is. What's your love language? I got, like, a tie between two of them. I you think can it have was more wor- than one. What, what, what are they? Uh, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, gift giving... And acts of service. Acts of service and gift giving were the ones I was not, like, not at all. It was more words of affirmation and touch, maybe? Yeah. I like to say that I... um, And quality time. That for me, it's all of them. Yeah, you're like, I need all of them. I need all of them. (laughs) Extravagant Um, (laughs) gifts and time and touch and affirmation. No no one who is trying to show love to me gets off the hook on any of those. Um, But JoJo just needs words of affirmation, which fortunately is something that's very easy for Ben to provide. So she's very nervous. She's crying. She's telling him that she loves him, but she's afraid. And he stops her and says, JoJo... I love you, too. Do we believe him? I think in that moment, he believes he loves her. I think you're probably right. I think that there is something inside Ben that reached out and was like, I can fix this by just saying I love her, too. He also is the world's biggest people pleaser. And I think it comes from a good place. But he wants to affirm everyone. Yeah. Like, he was so excited to see her relieved and, like, laughing through her tears. And he was like, I made that happen. You know, you could definitely see that. And he also has feelings for her. Totally. Like, I don't think that he would have been able to do that if he couldn't tell himself that he loved her. But there's definitely a strong motivation arising from his desire to, like, see her stop crying. Yes. (laughs) So... JoJo gets the maybe slightly less authentic feel. I feel like if I were JoJo watching this back, I'd be like, wow, at the time, I thought that he was breaking the rules for me. That's what was so awful about watching the whole thing, is that we know that all of these women have watched the show before. Yes. They know that this is not a thing that the lead does. JoJo even said to him— So why would you think it's happening to two people? Yeah, and JoJo even said to him— are you allowed to say that to me? Like, she knows. She's she like, knows what are you doing? Works. Like, she thinks that he's, like, slipped up and, like, revealed. And he's just, I love you-ing all over the place. Exactly. Like, I feel like I would be watching that back as JoJo, presumably. <laughs> I'm, I'm just assuming that JoJo is the one who's going to be pissed off. And 
I would be so mad. I feel like you let me think that you were doing, but by the end, actually, both JoJo and Lauren are sort of like, "Uh, well, I guess he could sort of be saying I love you to someone else. I think also because Kayla was sent home early. Yeah. And And both of them seemed pretty confident. I also wonder if the producers were like, but do you think that he maybe said oh, it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they were like, oh, gosh, I really hadn't thought can, about Can we that. just take a moment to note that both of the women that he said I love you to got a much nicer suite at Sandals that included a private hot tub? Oh. Kayla's did not have a private hot tub. It's rude. That is rude. I thought it was so funny, though, and I think it was JoJo. He was like, Dude, is that a private hot tub? And I was like, what if he was just like, no, this is our shared hot tub. We share it with the entire floor. We're having a party later. <laughs> Pop the champagne. Bring on the babes. Yeah, that would be actually more fun to watch probably. Oh, and JoJo and Ben keep calling each other babe. babe oh my God. Babe. JoJo I is such hate, a baber. I, I hate that. I hate I really it. hate it. I'm sorry, JoJo. You seem great, but. Oh, God, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. Um, and it really, it, it was hard for me to keep pulling for her. Every time she said babe, yeah, I just every time felt my babe, support just flagging a little. It just goes down a notch. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Especially, like, she'd be like, oh, babe. And I'm like, no, it's one syllable. Ban babe. Yeah, so they, they wake up in the morning. He tells both JoJo and Kayla that they look really pretty when they wake up. And Lauren, he's like, hey, honey, I brought you breakfast in bed. This is just what life will be like. Ugh. Yeah. I, like, I mean, Lauren's going to win. Yeah. So we have to just briefly touch on Kayla's exit. Briefly. Kayla clearly was prompted by a producer. Whatever producer. To put on a little crop top and get all gussied up and go interrupt Ben's pensive thinking time. Yeah, he was thinking about to how dumped. to gracefully dump dump her. It was so sad. It was whatever producer convinced her to go remind Ben of what a spontaneous, fun, happy life they'd have together full of love and joy. So, but and the producer clearly knew what would happen. Whatever yes. producer did that should have been watching that scene and just feeling like shit. I was like, that is an evil genius that is producer. So evil. That it was awful. He looks so confused from moment one, and she immediately senses that he is that something's off. She asks him, "Are you okay? What's wrong?" And he just kind of goes into it. Yeah. I love two women and I couldn't say it to you. Oof. Yeah. And I I think it's it must have been weird for her to hear because all week she'd been assuming that he just couldn't say it. Literally wasn't allowed to. <laughs> and apparently this whole time it was that he just didn't want to. And then he follows up the dumping her with saying, you are literally what I described as my perfect wife. And to her credit, she's, she's just like, stop. Please stop. Don't tell me you're going to miss me. Like, Yeah. Well, then she comes back and she hops out of the the van and is like, just tell me if you knew all week. And he says no. And that's kind of, you know, you have to. He's not going to say yes. You know, this. Yeah. She came off very well when she was leaving. And then, of course, they get her in the limo and they drive her around while she says things like, I believe my purpose in life is to love other people. Yeah. Kayla. I mean, I tweeted this last night, but I feel like she needs a new purpose, and that purpose should be yeah. hair tutorials. Yeah. I mean, listen. If like she loving re- people is great, but like <laughs> sharing your angel hair is And if she really wants greater. to just throw herself into software sales, you know, whatever she needs to do to find, you know, another per- – like, I support that, but I can't support women feeling worthless until they have someone to love. I agree. You're not worthless, Kayla. You have beautiful hair and a career selling software. And who knows? She might be the first, quote unquote, diverse bachelorette. We'll see. (laughs) Can't wait to find out. Uh, And my personal favorite part of the episode was the very end in which Ben does a three-way hug with JoJo and Lauren. Ben just doesn't have the gravitas necessary to pull off a two-person rose ceremony in which there is no third person even present. He's just like, what am I doing here? Why is this happening? Group hug, guys, I guess. Like, While Chris Harrison is standing up <laughs> at sandals just looking on 
with a judgmental <laughs> face. Like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, poor Ben. Ben definitely wants to just get to keep both of them. Unfortunately, this isn't an episode of Sister Wives. It's The Bachelor. Yeah. But why limit ourselves, you know? It would be the most dramatic season ever. It would. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So we're sitting here with Emily Maynard, former bachelorette and author of a new book, I Said Yes, about the bachelor pre-bachelor, post-bachelor, just her whole life. So thanks so much for joining us, Emily. Thank you guys for having me. So um, we wanted to talk about, you know, you have this new family, you and Tyler, uh, with Ricky and Jennings. And this is after we all saw you go on the show, first on The Bachelor and then on The Bachelorette, to find love. And um, that was clearly very hard for you um, to go through twice. But do you think that your experience on the show ultimately helped you at all to find love with Tyler? Or was it more of a sidetrack? Well, I always say that, you know, you have to watch yourself every Monday. So you get to see things that you never would have really noticed, things that you really hate about yourself, (laughs) um, things you didn't even know you did. Um, So and I think it's all in timing, too. Um, I don't know if I had met Tyler before I ever did any all of that, that I would have been ready for him. So I think I learned a lot during the two times I got engaged on national television, <laughs> which is super embarrassing to say. Um, I learned a lot, and so it kind of prepared me um, and matured me to be ready for a relationship. And obviously when you were on the shows, you had Ricky already. Uh, and 
I guess you wrote that you told Ricky you were hosting a special show instead of being particularly specific about it. Now that she's a little older, have you kind of gone back and explained a little more what The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is? No, I have not. <laughs> um, anytime, like, she'll is she going to Google you? Uh, no. I have, like, no Googling policy in our house. You have to ask permission before you Google anything. Um, anytime she sees Chris Harrison on TV, she's like, wait, because she knows him because she played with his kids and stuff when we were traveling. Oh, yeah. So she's like, he's he's hosting without you. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just decided to stay home. <laughs> so I cute. sat this one out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So are you ever going to tell her? Is this like a sort of on her 25th birthday, you'll sit down with her and say, Mommy has something to tell well, I mean, I think she, she obviously knows. You know, people will come up and say, oh, you know, something about Bachelorette and um, – so she knows more than I th- I believe that she knows, and I tell myself she knows. But I like it's a weird concept for me to explain, understand. And I'm yeah. 30. Like if you get a rose, that means he picks you. If you don't, you have to go home and you usually cry. Like that's not something I need to explain to my 10 year old anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, when you break it down in those kind of simplistic terms, it sounds extra bizarre. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, it is very bizarre. <laughs> What would you think if she ended up going on a show like that one day? Would you have any advice for her? I would cry. (laughs) Um, That sounds similar to your mom's reaction. Yes, yes. Like, I would offer to take her on a trip around the world because that's really, like, the biggest benefit. You know, I got to go and travel and do all these crazy fun things. Like, I don't know if it would be the same going with your mommy, but (laughs) I would offer it. You seem pretty fun. I feel like you guys would have a good time. I I like to think that we have fun together. Yeah, and it would probably be more restful. Yeah. Get a full night of sleep now and then. Yeah. And you can cry without a camera in your face. Exactly. I I always prefer to do my crying off camera. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Now. (laughs) So having, you know, done the show with Ricky um, and as a single mom on the show, and there are often single parents on the show, um, and you talked about having um, this question in your mind about what it would be like to have a, a family with Brad and with Jeff, with Ricky. Do you think that having a child makes it more difficult to form a real relationship in the Bachelor environment when you're sort of away from your family and your regular life? I think that dating with a child is hard anyway. Um, you know, there's a whole nother dynamic. And being on the show, it was like there was this whole part of my life, the biggest part of my life, that they didn't even know about. Um, and at the time, I was like, well, you know, I keep talking about it. And the show, like, really amplified that. I mean, we had a Muppet state, for goodness sake. Like, <laughs> I mean, they all clearly knew that I had a child, but it was like, it doesn't really sink in, I think, until you see it day to day. And so um, I just kind of, it was a red flag after red flag after red flag. But I think whenever you're, you know, you really want something to work, you just continue to overlook it. I think that's true to real life and The Bachelor, and until it just kind of blows up in your face, which it did. <laughs> yeah, sounds like most relationships I've had. Yeah, on or off camera. <laughs> Have you uh, been watching this season at all? I do. I always watch. I wait until, like, there's five girls left, five, four or five you girls. You tell them apart at that point. Yeah, yeah. I know their names. Um, there's not that, like, crazy manufactured drama. Mm-hmm. Um it's a little bit yeah, more fun, I think. Yeah, there were some moments. I don't know if you watched the hometown dates, but with Amanda, the oh, yeah. single mother. And I thought she said some really kind of poignant things about what it was like to date as a single mom. She made some comments that were like, I, I don't feel like I deserve to you know, have fun as a 25-year-old and be a mom. Did you relate to that? For sure. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of guilt that comes with it. Um But I think at the end of the day, I had Ricky when I was so young. And so for me, I always say that the bachelor and bachelorette experience was kind of my college days. You know, (laughs) like I got to go and be silly and have fun. Um, But then it was like right back to reality and um, mommy mode. Yeah. It was interesting watching Ben spend the day with Amanda's daughters. And he seemed sort of excited about it but then as they were screaming in the car he was like well I don't know what to do so that real life moment yeah Yeah. for sure I was like I I I would have bribed Ricky off camera like please just (laughs) be on your best behavior (laughs) you know um, thank goodness she was a little bit older but 
had it. I mean, her her children very are young. very young. Yeah. You can't control that. So it was very true to real life, that's for sure. Yeah, that would have been that would have been the day to day. So he got a real taste of that. On the show, you ended up you've talked about getting engaged both times, but it seemed like that wasn't your intention going in. Um, did you end up feeling a lot of pressure from the show's producers to make that step to get engaged, even though you felt pretty clear about not wanting to do that. Going into The Bachelorette, I told anybody who would listen, like, I do not want to get engaged. I don't want to get engaged. I, I did it before, and um, I feel like it would be smart to just leave with a very serious boyfriend with the promise that we'll see where things go, which is, I get it. Like, as a viewer, that's a bummer. Like, nobody <laughs> wants to see, like, yes, I'll be your girlfriend. Like, that's pretty lame. So I get, like, why they encourage you to get engaged. But at the same time, they never, like, that was all me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I take full ownership of that. They never forced me into anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but this, and, and, and you know going into it, like, this is a TV show. And you think, you know, you have to, you have to remember that. Yeah. And uh, you told Jeff, too, I think, that you didn't want to get engaged. Yes. Do you know what ended up going through his mind that led to the proposal? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think you both. we both got caught up in it and, like, just this fairy tale moment. And, and, and you think, why not? You know, the worst that could happen is it doesn't work out. But the best that could happen is you have this beautiful moment caught on camera um, for the rest of your life. So I understand why people want to get engaged, and it's very romantic and exciting um, until it doesn't work out. Right. And I guess yeah. essentially you are just dating after the fact. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're not getting married yeah. immediately. It's actually like a very old school form of engagement that's like first you get engaged and then you court. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you get married. Yeah. Then you learn each other's middle names. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a huge throwback. Um, By the time you get to the end and a proposal is happening. How much time have you actually spent with that person? Not much. Not much at all. Um, I mean, I'd say hours. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And, and it's always like, you know, very um, put together. Right. You know, you never just like get to go hang. You know, you don't get to go to a restaurant and walk around the mall. You, It's very like, okay, now do this. Now talk about this. You, you, It's hard to really get to know somebody. But you do. You do. So they tell you, like, a little bit what to talk about? They're guiding your conversation during the dates? Well, um, sometimes, like, I, I would always nerv- notice whenever some of the guys would get nervous because they would just kind of, like, talk about themselves a lot or just, like, <laughs> not talk at all. Um, and it was funny because I'm like, I can see myself doing all of this on a date, you know, where yeah. you just get nervous and kind of just word vomit and I was like guys do that too that's so funny but um like sometimes the conversation would just not flow as easily as I wanted it to and I feel like I can talk to anybody and and make a conversation but for some sometimes it was really hard sometimes like why don't you ask about this because I'd be sitting there like what else what else can I ask him and they know a lot more about those guys yeah the producers than you do yeah Mm -hmm. that's such an interesting dynamic yeah (laughs) so you also wrote um, a pretty interesting passage about your fantasy sweet date with Brad in the book um, and that you were feeling sort of unsure about your feelings toward him but they were encouraging you, the producers, to open up more about your feelings toward him. And then they just sort of wouldn't leave. Yeah. And eventually you were hoping for some alone time with him. And finally you just said, I'm falling in love with you. It seemed like you were feeling some implicit pressure to just give them a shot of you saying, I'm falling in love with you so that you could get some alone time. Is that sort of the dynamic at times? Well, looking back, it's hard to even know what I was feeling because it's just so crazy. I can't – I still watch the show and think, I can't believe I did that. Like, (laughs) there's no connection whatsoever. Um, So I really don't even know – I think at the time I did think I was falling in love with him. And maybe I was. I don't know. But I just remember seeing my producer hiding behind a couch and he's like (laughs) – So awkward. Like egging me on, you know, like tell him, tell him. And I'm like – 
uh, it's just awkward. Like, when in real life are you, like, on a timeline? Like, I have to tell this right. guy. Otherwise, he's not going to propose to me in a couple days. And, like, when is that? Ever happen. It's a very unnatural yeah. structure. Yeah, and like you know, you always kind of want the guy to say it first. And yeah, I think that's such an interesting dynamic on The Bachelor that the women all have to say it and not hear it back. Yeah, and that is not something women are yeah. used to doing. Thankfully, Brad told me he he like broke the Bachelor rules and he told me. So he did. yeah, yeah, they showed it on camera, and then um, he told me off camera that he was going to pick me. So I kind of knew. Yeah, I remember that your year was one of those years where there wasn't a ton of doubt about what was <laughs> In going my mind, down. I was like, he hates me. Oh my gosh, you know, being a typical yeah. girl. Well, it's also hard because it, it, it's always it, it always seems very clear in the isolation of your relationship and you can see whichever girl gets dumped is like he made me feel so sure. Yeah. And obviously one of them has to. Right. And, and towards the end, you guys are separated. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you're not seeing everything that's happening yeah. until it's all played back. Oh, that sounds so stressful. Are there any other kind of behind the scenes things that viewers should be aware of when they're watching a show like The Bachelor? Um, Just, I mean, I think that people would be really surprised at how many people are standing around. (laughs) Like, we would be in a pool, and there would be a sound guy with his bathing suit on holding a boom over us. Like, feet away from us. Like, a foot, maybe. Like, it's just so bizarre. It's so weird. I love that image. Yeah. Yeah, That's (laughs) so great. So, you have some insight into the rule-breaking here. Did you watch last night when Ben said, I love you, to two women? Yes, I did. Well, I fell asleep during part of it. Fair enough. Um, but it, I, it was a little boring. Ca- I caught it this morning on the news. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, I just put myself in the position of whoever he picks, and that has to be pretty miserable. Like, yeah. I can't really think of a whole lot of things that would be worse than seeing the person that you've just got engaged to and you're super excited about saying I love you to somebody like that, that would be terrible. I just hope that they yeah. can work it out. Yeah. What kind of conversations are going on while the show is airing between, you know, the person you're engaged to? Because that must be a very weird few months. Oh, yeah. Poor Brad. I mean, I just wasn't mature enough to handle that. I don't know if I thought it was going to be like the Emily and Brad show, like <laughs> which it clearly wasn't. Um, I just was not in a place where I could I, – I could, handle it so I pretty much ruined his life for a couple of months (laughs) of weeks while the show was airing like he was so patient with me and everything but it was really hard you know you see him say things to to, uh, somebody else that they said the exact same thing to you but if you think about it how many dates have you been on and you've said the same thing to to different people and so after I was the bachelorette I became really mindful of it and I was like it's impossible not to and you really do like each relationship is so different and they're, they they do a really good job of kind of putting you in the mindset of each date is completely different. Like you don't talk about the other dates. It's it's a totally new day. And so you get caught up in each 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 relationship. And um, so it is. It's hard to kind of separate that in your mind. And then they splice it all together. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it must take something really special tough i i definitely couldn't do it but no. i look at couples that make it through that process who watch the show yeah. and i'm like how did you not tear each other's throats out i know <laughs> it's I know. just it makes me so sad but yeah. i think some of them just don't really watch the show except for their scenes together which to me sounds like a great yeah, survival seems, strategy i couldn't do that though. like i couldn't do that that sound, that's a great idea but i have no self discipline so okay. i would yeah. be like no, just show watching me the whole thing. i'd be watching only their parts i wouldn't <laughs> even care about my part <laughs> yeah i know what happened there yeah. moving on <laughs> so are you uh, still friends with any anyone from the show that you keep in touch with well, I'm um, still really close with a lot of the producers. Um, I talk to them a lot. Um, at Kelty, there was a girl on Brad season. She was the rockette that like yeah. kicked her leg up and was so <laughs> fabulous. She's still one of my good friends. Um, but other than that, you know, my life is so different. I, I keep in tr- touch with like Trista and some of those girls. Yeah. Um, some of the other bachelorettes. Um, but for the most part, my life is just in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. 
You don't um, stay in touch with Brad or Jeff or any of the gentlemen at all? No. Brad, no. like, whenever I got married, he sent me a really sweet text message, you know, just really That's happy nice. for me. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's so nice, and, um, you know, I, I wish he would find somebody really great because he's, he's wonderful. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there who wants a tall, rugged yeah. Handsome. yeah. Are you single? <laughs> Maybe you can No, I'm Emma is. Emma's available. Just put on the list. <laughs> put in her Rolodex of eligible bachelors. Yeah. Um, so do you see a, a front runner this out of the two remaining women? Well, I always get nervous to say because on my season, everybody was like, oh, he's definitely going to pick Chantel. And Emily's going to be the bachelorette. And I was like, but wait you know like they were they were half right yeah yeah i know (laughs) they were you know but they would come up to me and be like we are so glad he didn't pick you like and i I couldn't say anything you know like um so i always get scared because i'm like maybe he's just editing but i think he's gonna pick lauren b that's my feeling too yeah same i would and it's interesting because it looks like there's gonna be some sort of miscue that he's going to send someone home and then have a change of heart I think that phone call is just him calling his mom. Yeah. yeah. I, think I think they're doing some weird every editing season, stuff. Yeah. Every season. Um, on my season with Brad, they made it look like I said no uh, <laughs> in all the previews. On my season with um, – when I was The Bachelorette, it made it look like I didn't pick anybody. I think they're just, like, amazing editors. I was going like, to say, they're the yeah. so magic good. of editing. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they're hiding from us. When you were The Bachelorette, you chose not to go into the fantasy suite. Mm -hmm. But obviously the fantasy suite is the one time that they let you kind of be off camera. Mm -hmm. Did they allow you any off-camera time to just talk to them? And you get a lot of time. Like as time goes on um, and you have the only one-on-one dates, the group dates are over, you do get a lot of time off camera just to like – but you just can't talk about anything. Like there's always a producer listening. (laughs) So you can't be like, hey, you know – Something, you know, you can't tell them anything really meaningful, but you can talk about, like, what movie have you seen and stuff like that. Have those more normal conversations. Yeah, and just kind of be silly and um, all that. And I think that's, too, whenever you get to see, like, their real your real dynamic with somebody. Because the cameras are gone and and hopefully that, like, nervousness is gone. Because sometimes, you know, especially with the guys, like, they've never done anything like that before. So they would get nervous. Right, yeah. understandably, and, totally, and you have a bunch of totally. producers and sound yeah. people. And I always find it so interesting that a lot of the subjects that you would imagine would come up in dates, you know, politics or religion or where you yeah. want to live, often don't, aren't built into kind of the structure of the dates. So I always wondered, like, do those things come up in these kind of off-camera moments at all? Um, yeah, for sure. And and they, they the dates are pretty long, and they have to condense them into... Right. Very short. So not everything gets shown, but um, they definitely want you to talk more about, like, ch- any childhood trauma you went through, <laughs> any any kind of traumatic experience. And you're like, they, right. they would ideally like you to bring that up on the first date and continue to talk about it the whole season. <laughs> so that they can make that your entire yeah. backstory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we've seen happen with quite a few people. Yeah, basically yeah. everyone. Um, yeah, it's a, it's either you have a traumatic childhood or youthful experience, or you got dumped once, and, and you that's really feel painful. Unable to love again. Yes, yeah. yes, you haven't felt this way in forever. Yeah. You've never felt this way. And then the people who have no traumatic experience at all, they just have to say that they're having a really nice time. Yeah. This is really nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They have, and, oh yeah. And everything's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> This season, they seem to have a new buzzword. We're not hearing amazing or journey as much, but there's a lot of discussion of validation. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> every Yeah, every season there's like a, a, a word, I think. Yeah, I think they decided they had to move on yeah. from amazing So validation was not something that the ladies <laughs> in the house were discussing a lot when you were on The Bachelor. No, not really. I mean, they would always get me to try to say things like, are you excited to get a, like a, pa- a stamp in your passport of love? And I'm like, <laughs> I am not saying that. Like, yes, for you. I am excited no. to get a stamp in my passport of and, love. And like, wouldn't Costa Rica be the perfect place to fall in love? Wouldn't blah, blah, blah be the perfect place to fall in love? Like, I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. Ben has said it every single week. Yeah, it's, he's it's very great. directable. I'm like, it's so amazing that every single place 
is the best yeah. place to fall yeah. in and love. And like they, all the analogies, like going across a bridge is a lot like falling in love. Like you have to take that first step, <laughs> and then you get really nervous, <laughs> and then you could fall off and get cracked. You know, yeah. like be dashed into a thousand pieces yeah. on the rocks below. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything is an analogy for falling in love. Yours was the first season of The Bachelorette. I watched the full thing all the Thank way through, you. so I can kind of credit you. Did with you getting think? Me did you know who I was gonna pick? No. No, I didn't. I, know. I didn't know. Really? Between Jeff and Ari. Yeah. Also, I felt like you had a really good group of guys. Like your I final did, yeah. three. I did. I had a really. We're all great... very cute and all seemed like decent human yeah. beings. Yeah, so, I would have you know, dated of any the of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were really great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good season. Also, um, your season on The Bachelor was the first season that I watched all the way through. Oh, really? Um, And it was very confusing because that meant I hadn't watched Brad's first season. Oh, yeah. So everyone was talking about his first season. I was like, what the heck is everyone talking about? They're so upset. Why does everybody hate him? Yeah, and I was – you mentioned this in your book, but I was confused, too, that everyone was really mad at him. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's like if you don't want – to that marry either like of the them, don't pick thing someone. To yeah. do instead like, of getting engaged to someone you have no intention. Yeah, like yeah. being engaged. To. I didn't understand during my casting. Um, they said it was right after Allie's season um, had aired, or her air season was still airing, and um, they said, "Well, who, who, who would you like to be the Bachelor?" And I didn't really see myself with any of the guys from Allie's season, and so I said, "Well, I don't know if I really." really would connect with any of those guys <laughs> um but my favorite bachelor is brad womack and i think it like really threw him off because nobody had said that and he it was so long ago that he was a bachelor and i saw two producers look at each other like oh my gosh because i did i had no idea that he it was even a possibility that he like, was yes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's a shoe in <laughs> it's kind of crazy in retrospect that they would have someone go through it again just because it is kind of like the same lead over. It's a repeat. I can't imagine them doing it now. I can't believe he agreed to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's shocking. Yeah, I know. It's a remarkable amount of optimism yeah. con- considering how it went the first time <laughs> I around. I know. I know. Very so, brave. He's tall. He's rugged. He's handsome. And he's optimistic, ladies. Yeah. So <laughs> keep an eye out. <laughs> so, Emily, do you want to tell us a little bit about your book and when it's coming out? Sure. So my book comes out today, which is crazy to even say. I can't believe I have a book coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have it right here, and it looks yeah. beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It's an old picture um, <laughs> before baby. Um, it's called I Said Yes, and it's just about um, saying yes, um, kind of looking for that validation, another key word, <laughs> um, and, and trying to find that self-worth through the world, which will leave you completely empty because I, you know, was going through all these all of these things, and um, I never felt so lonely before in my life. And it wasn't until I got serious about having a relationship with Jesus that I um, no longer needed that anymore. And it just changed my life and changed my heart. Yeah. Now you're sharing your story with Bachelor fans yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and not Bachelor fans. Yeah. And I can tell everyone it is very inspiring and also very informative read so it's really it's everything so pick it up thank you yeah you'll learn all about um brad womack but also you'll be inspired to find a more true deep way to love so thank you yeah thank you so much and thanks for chatting with us congratulations thanks on the book and big week for you it is it's crazy Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, guys. And now for our Tweet of the Week. This week, it comes from Alana Hope at Alana Levinson. Looking forward to listening to some bullshit about God and respect before some awkward heavy petting goes down in a bubble bath. Yep, sounds about right. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Emily Maynard-Johnson. Thanks to our producer, Caitlin Boguki, and editor, Nick Offenberg. Have you had a chance to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes? If not, now is the perfect time to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes charts, which helps other people discover our show. Plus, it totally makes our day. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.
saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards, we have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 